Welcome to Center Sunday with your host, Shri Shai Holmes, creator of The Resilient Me. So today's Centered Sunday is probably going to be a little bit shorter than normal, but we are covering a pretty heavy topic. We're talking about three principles that we can use to release debt. Now, actually, the the way I came up with today's topic is I wanted to close out the month, our month of talking about money with something that could really just drive home the point of your money mindset and how to transition yourself from a place of lack and inadequacy and into abundance and having more than enough. So I was actually going through my journal this weekend and I found this section that I wrote in my journal and it was on December 30th, 2018. And I ask myself a bunch of questions every year to kind of help me metabolize my year and process everything that went on. And in this, that year, I guess I was processing some debt that uh, somebody owed me. So I'm going to share with you what I processed and what I learned. And I didn't realize uh, after the fact that there was a whole bunch of wealth that opened up to me. I paid over. So that was the end of 2018. In 2019, I paid over $20,000 worth of debt off. Off. Okay. And I really believe the reason why I was able to, to knock out that much debt is because I ended my 2018 with a set of confessions and declarations and I actually released this person that owed me about $12,000. Some other people too, but that that number was probably the, the biggest one that I was kind of holding in my head. So I started off with these confessions in my journal and you can, you can write them down um, as your own declarations. You can use them as well. So the first thing I wrote is, I am not my debt. And I wrote that because I had started to believe that because I was in so much debt that that made me unworthy in so many aspects, like unworthy as a human being. Like, how did you get yourself into this much debt? <laughs> oh, gosh, your mind can 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 take you into to horrible places or that you're just you fail. You suck at being an adult. <laughs> Um, and that you, and for me, I even had convinced myself that I was undateable, that I had so much debt that I was completely undateable. So I wrote some declarations that would counter what I was feeling. Remember when we were talking about reframing your beliefs and your thoughts and your old stories? That was a story that I had told myself. All right. So I wrote these down. Debt is not my identity. Just because I owe a lot of money has nothing to do with who I actually am. That's something I did. You see how I'm separating that from my identity? That's something I did. Whether it was helping people or trying to, to establish myself, I acquired this debt. It was an activity of something that I did, but it doesn't necessarily make me a bad person because I'm in debt. So I want to make sure that you separate the two and don't uh, look down on yourself or disqualify yourself because of the amount of debt that you're in. We got to cancel that now. Then this came to me. And I was thinking about in terms of this person that owed me over $12,000 and some other people as well. This was These were the words that came to me. I release others from all mental, emotional, and financial debts owed to me. Then this was my fourth one. I release myself from all mental, emotional, and financial debt owed by me. Now, obviously the first part of that was letting people go. 
But the second part of that, I had to let myself go. There are times that I've let myself down. I've let other people down and I never let it go. Like I never forgive myself for not showing up the way or for not showing up as part of who I believe to be for them. And for not being honest sometimes, for holding back, um, for hiding parts of who I am. And for telling, you know, sometimes we make commitments and promises to people and we believe at the time when we make those commitments that that we can fulfill them, but we don't. And so we hold ourselves to this extremely high standard. And if we don't meet the standard, the perfectionist in us just goes absolutely berserk, shames you, calls you all kinds of names and reminds you of why you're not good enough. And now we're in this vicious self-worth loathing cycle. So I have to also not only release other people, but release myself from making bad decisions, uh, bad financial decisions even, uh, bad decisions with relationships, um, things I may have jumped in too soon that I, I end up getting burned on. I had to let all of those things go. And then I wrote, I live a life completely debt free. A lot of people talk about being debt free. But they only think of it in terms of, well, I don't want to owe any debt to somebody else. But when we talk about being completely and fully debt free, you have to let go of the debt that you owe to other people, the debt that you owe to yourself, and what other people owe to you. This is not a a one-sided coin here. This this has three parts, three faces, three elements, three aspects that you need to meditate on when you're talking about being debt-free. Debt-free isn't just not owing anyone else, but it's not owing anyone else, not owing myself on my own hang-ups and uh, weird idiosyncrasies of why you can't be great, and also letting other people go, releasing them. So... This is the first thing I want you to know is that the power to get out of debt starts when you release others of the debts owed to you. The power to get out of debt starts when you release others of the debts owed to you. Now, a lot of us are very familiar with the Lord's Prayer. And in the Lord's Prayer, we say, you know, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, right? So, We're asking for forgiveness, but our forgiveness is conditional upon us forgiving others. I hope you didn't miss that part and just quote it as a child or just quote it, you know, whenever it comes to your mind. In order for you to be debt free, for you to be forgiven, you have to forgive other people. In order for me to be debt free, I have to let go of the debts of other people, including myself. The debts I owe to Cherise. So, this is one thing I need you to remember. Well, I'll say this is principle number one. We'll call this principle number one. The principle is that you attract what you are, not what you want. You attract what you are, not what you want. What do I mean by that? If I am tight with money... If I am no longer, I don't like to give, um, I watch and penny pinch every single dollar and I'm one of those people that, you know, if you owe me money, oh, you going to pay me back. 
or like, I'm going to teach you a lesson. Like, I'm going to shame you. I'm going to call you out. I'm going to let everybody know. If you're one of those people, then that means you're not going to be attracting this endless amount of generosity and grace and, and mercy and money flowing to you. Because as long as you have your fist closed, because you're unwilling to give to other people, do not expect money and, and, and abundance to flow into your life freely. Your hand has to be open in order for you to receive. But your hand has to be open so that you can also give. You cannot receive if it if you ain't given. Like that's just how the principle works. You attract exactly who you are, not what you want. So with your mouth, you might be saying, "I want to, I want a promotion. I want to make more money. I want to make a hundred thousand dollars. I want to buy a house. I want, I want, I want, I want." But who are you in real life? You know, who are you sowing into? Are you sowing to other people in your life? Are you uh, making? looking for I should say this you you should are you looking for opportunities in which you can help other people now I do want to say this a lot of times I'll get the rebuttal well I do give my time versus you know giving their money to somebody else you gotta you gotta practice abundance you gotta practice abundance and you gotta practice being generous if you want others to be generous to you if you want abundance to flow to you let me tell you why it's easier sometimes for us to say well i give my time instead of money bless your time bless your time bless your time it is it is still a received gift but let me give you a, a, some insight into the mind some insight into the mindset behind why we feel way more comfortable giving our time rather than giving our money. The reason we choose to give our time more than we would first give our money is because we believe our time is a replenished resource. We don't look at our time as currency, right? And what do I mean by that? If I go and help my friend on Saturday move, maybe I don't give her any money. Nobody said I had to give her any money to help her move. But, you know, I go and I, I give my time and I help her move. Now, what am I thinking? Well, next Saturday, next Sunday or whatever day of the week, I can, I can still do what I want to do for the rest of the month. Like I can still get things done for Sharice. I know, even though tomorrow is not promised to me. But I'm forecasting, hey, I probably will still be here by next week or the end of the month. So I will be able to get that time back and do something else with it. it it's replenishable. It's not something that I think is going to dry up. It's going to end. And there's, you know, a limited supply of my time. Although we should understand there is a limited supply of our time. But that's how we view it. And so that's why we lean more heavily into giving our time versus money. Now, when it comes to giving money, we believe money is a limited resource. And that's why it's harder to say, let me take my friend to lunch and I'll pay. That's why it's harder to say, oh, this dress is cute. Let me get this for my mom. That's why it's harder to say, oh, you know what? Let me just let me just send my friend some money on Venmo as just a, like a girl. You're a bomb. I can't believe you just graduated. You know, the reason why that's a little bit harder for us to do is because we look at money as a, a limited resource. And I know that I might get my check every two weeks, but there's a limit on that check. And there's a limit of how much I can spend and what I can do with it. And so I would rather give you my time rather than I give you my money. Listen, time and money are both limited resources. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it confused. 
You are still giving of your life force. You are still giving of your energy in both transactions. But I need you to understand the way you you have that confidence and you have that faith that I still have more time. And so I can give my time in this moment because I'll be able to get it back later on a different day. I need you to start looking at money like that too. If I take my friend out to lunch or if I throw this baby shower and pay for everything or if I just surprise, you know, my mom and get her something cute or send my dad, you know, a card with some money in it, I'm going to get that back. It will come back to me because of the principle, which comes to my number two on releasing debt. The principle number two is you reap what you sow. So if I'm sowing seeds financially, then I should be looking for, and I'm not saying these seeds come back immediately. So don't come back to me and be like, Sharice, I gave a, I took somebody to lunch and, and I, nobody took me to lunch. First, just because your seed was went out in one form doesn't necessarily mean it's going to come back to you in the same form. You might bless somebody else and, you know, take them to lunch and you might do something for your sister and you might do something for a cousin or you might surprise a co-worker. When we were in our offices, I used to randomly buy things for my co-workers. It didn't matter if it was cupcakes or stuff I made. I like I would go get cupcakes from this place down the street. I'd buy them cupcakes or donuts or it could be something that I made at home. Some new lotion that I thought was luxurious and I wanted them to try it. I was always giving. So look for opportunities for you to give because you will reap what you sow. Last year in 2019, I won some random cash award at work and I got a very nice bonus that I wasn't even expecting. More money than I was even expecting. And that was part of the reason that that went towards the 20000 Now, mind you, I was also disciplined. So, well, let me be clear on that. I was also disciplined with my money. And that's how I was able to pay off $20,000 worth of debt last year. Super excited about that. But it came because the first principle that you attract who you are and not what you want. And because, too, you reap what you sow. And like I said, you might sow it in one direction and it'll come back to you in another way. But you have to be open to those things and, uh, and create an atmosphere in which your ground is fertile and you can actually get those things back. And number three, our third principle here, is you can't expect to receive what you are unwilling to give. If you are not willing to release others of debt, emotionally mentally spiritually and financially do not expect to receive something that you haven't sold for okay you see how all the three of these principles actually work together do not expect to receive something that you have not sold for so let's dive in a little bit um into this scripture so we've heard the scripture you know the borrower is slave to the lender well, let's look at this. Let's unpack this. What does it mean to be a slave? It means no freedom of action. It means you're required to obey someone as a form of payment. You are subservient to a dominating influence and it's the opposite of freedom. So let's say you go on vacation and you're like, okay, I'm going to use my credit card and I'm going to pay $1,000 for this vacation. I'm going to live my best life. Woohoo! All right, you lived your best life. Got the pictures to show for it. It's on the gram. Flexed. All of that. 
So you come back. Now you got this $1,000 vacation that you enjoy thoroughly. Ain't nothing wrong with it. And I'm not one to speak against credit cards. Of course, use them responsibly. So <laughs> you got this $1,000 vacation that you enjoy. And you got this 15 to 20% interest that they tacked on top of it on your credit card that you now have to pay. So $1,000, let's just say maybe you got to pay $100 a month on that credit card. How are you now slave to the lender? Okay, you borrowed the $1,000 from the credit card company. How are you now a slave? When you get paid or the next time you get money into your checking account and that bill comes, at least $100 out of your paycheck, check, you are required to now give to who you borrowed the money from. You have no freedom to use that $100 now to go buy something for yourself you don't have the money to go bless anybody else to take them out to lunch to sow any seeds. That money is now required to go back to the person that you borrowed it from. They have a dominating influence on your money. Because if you don't pay them back, they're going to drag your credit score and your name so that you won't be able to borrow from anybody else again. They've now restricted your ability to acquire any future assets without having the full amount to pay for it that is how we start to become slaves to the lender and little by little the more credit cards we have the car note the house note whatever we now have have given away pieces of our paycheck to all these different people in order to pay those things now, when you yourself want to become free, but people owe you things mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, you have now enslaved them. And I think we don't look at it that way. You now have them under your control, your manipulation, and you've now kind of like shifted to having some sort of authority over their life. Like this person that owed me $12,000. I could have been... Um, real nasty about it i could have sued them i could have harassed them text them called them rolled up on them at their house you know you promised me you were going to pay this money back all this stuff i could have done everything any of those things would have been you know so to speak okay because they owe me the money but how can I expect to be released of even greater debt, y'all? Like, I think my total debt, including the house, is over, is like $300,000. But yeah, I'm about $300,000 right now. $300,000 of debt. And I'm over here on somebody's neck about $12,000. It's almost funny <laughs> when you think about it, right? Should they have paid me back? Yes. But I'm not talking about the right and wrong thing to do. I'm talking about tapping into receiving blessings beyond what you deserve, okay? And I, when I tell you that my Etsy and Amazon business last year before I decided to like shut it down and go full-time into the Brazilian me, that was booming too. So I had unexpected money from a bonus, unexpected money from cash award, Amazon and Etsy was popping, paid off $20,000 a debt. It's because I sat down on December 30th, 2018, and I released this person and a lot of other people about money that they had owed me. So 
although being a slave owner, that's you got to look at yourself like that. When you hold people in debts that they owe you, and you're like, you're going to pay me back, you know. You just made yourself a slave owner. And now you have some sort of like power or control of the situation over what they've done to you. So I want you to let that go. Let it go. Let go of the regret. Let go of the resentment. Let go of the bitterness. All of it. I remember I was sitting in church and this was like a couple years ago. And I was I didn't realize that I had spent a season of my life sewing, 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 even in the, and, and I mean this even in, in the point of like time, like mentorship and stuff. And I was like, you know, what's the point? Like you, these girls really didn't listen to me. They just kind of went and did their own thing. So I think I stuffed that down internally. I didn't really process it, but I had decided subconsciously that I was no longer going to invest no more mentees. I'm tired of sewing into people. I'm, t- I'm, I'm talking. When I say I sold into them, I sold into them, guys. Like I took them to get their hair done. I spent time on the phone with them. I tutored them. Some of them went from having you know a 1.9 GPA in school to a 3.0. I I gave money. I paid for things when they didn't have the money. I poured a lot, and so I had this this uh thing in my heart that I was unaware of that I had just decided like and it was not just affecting like any other mentees but just anybody that came across my path that looked like they wanted anything from me I was like nah I ain't going like (laughs) just period lockdown shut down you ain't getting the good stuff out of Sharice okay and so I had blocked all avenues to receive and didn't know it and was wondering why I was struggling under this debt. And I just remember my pastor like preaching this message on uh, your seed was not wasted. And that broke, it was like, I didn't even know I had this in my heart against anybody. It broke me down, completely down. And I just remember like having to let go of any resentment or anger or frustration or this is what it was. I was hoping to see a return on my seed. I was hoping to see something come back to me for what I had given and it didn't come back. And so because I thought I I didn't see it in that moment that it must have just been, you know, oh, well, I ain't getting it. And not thinking more on a, on a, on a, a long game perspective here, that it was wasted. That's what angered me. And sometimes when we give people money and they don't pay us back, what do you feel like? They took advantage of me. Uh, they 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 thought I was you know a punk or you know didn't think I was important enough to pay back. But you out here getting your nails done and you getting your hair done and you're living your best life. And you forgot about me. Now you make me feel like I'm insignificant. I'm in, I'm not important. You know, I'm not good enough for you to respect. Okay. Whatever your feelings are, you have to let this go. You have to let this go. If you want to let the flow and abundance to come into your life, money to come into your life. You got to know that you live from a whole and full life. And that you have not lost anything. I want you to say that. I have not lost anything. And let me tell you why. Every single seed you've sown. Every seed. Time. Money. 
tears, anything that you've given to anybody to help them, baby showers, weddings, uh, birthday celebrations, anytime you've extended yourself for someone so that they could, they could have whatever it is that they needed or required in their life in that particular moment. Your seed has to go into the ground first and it has to die, right? And then it takes time. Germination is real, y'all. It takes time for the seed to germinate and then the seed will begin to grow. You might not have seen the seed come forth in this that particular season in your life, but those seeds went forth into your future. I really, I genuinely believe a lot of those seeds I sowed with, the, with people years and years and years ago is part of the reason why I am where I am at today. I am seeing the fruit of that harvest today. Don't curse your seed. Don't be angry about what you've given. Release it. Let it go. And let me also tell you this, moving forward, I learned to set boundaries. Everybody is not worthy of my seed. Everybody's not worthy of what I have to give or what I have to invest invest into them so you can start to set boundaries moving forward but don't just completely cut yourself off from giving learn when it's okay to say no and learn when you can say yes but this is what I can give and I and I've also learned not to give something that's that if I don't get it back it's gonna hurt me financially emotionally or spiritually even okay if I don't get it back I have to be okay with that and I know when I give it I give it freely not even expecting to get it back from them Okay, then that was a big, huge shift for me. So you got to release that. Basically, it's a slave owner mentality. They can't bring back what you lost. And you have to recognize that you are already equipped. You are already full and you are already whole. I said this was going to be a short one, but I guess I was full, y'all. <laughs> oh, Jesus, this went way longer than I thought. So here's your one exercise. This is a lot to unpack. Here's your one exercise. I want you to write this statement down in a journal, on your phone, whatever. And then I want you to follow through with this, okay? So here's the statement. I'm going to repeat it twice. I completely release the following people of any emotional, mental, spiritual, and financial debts owed to me. I'm going to say it one more time. I completely release the following people of any emotional, mental, spiritual, and financial debts owed to me. So once you have that right now, I need you to put... Put, put the name down, y'all. Put the name down. And then I need you to write what they owe you. If it's money, if it's time, if it's something else, I want you to write it down. Write it down. Put their name. And then I need you to, once you finish writing everything down, I need you to take a deep breath. Let it go. And then go through their name slowly. And say, you know, I release... Jennifer from the $300 that I that that I loaned her back in 2017. And then once you once you say that, I need you to take a moment to actually close your eyes and feel yourself like imagine her and telling her that you release her. Okay? And if you're feeling real froggy and real strong, I need you to say and I wish you well. 
<laughs> okay, but if, if you're not ready, because I really, would, when I was writing this in 2018, and I was releasing that person in the $12,000, I couldn't say I wish you well yet, okay? But, you know, if it's a month, two months, six months from now, I need you to, when you open this up again in your journal or in your phone, add on, I wish you well, okay? Baby steps, okay? <laughs> we don't have to do a whole lot. And then I want you to, to do the same statement, but say that you release yourself. And then write the things that you release yourself from, either decisions or um, bad relationships or poor money decisions or times that you maybe drop the ball. I need you to release yourself, write a list, and do the same thing. Release yourself of those things. Okay, so that is the end of everything I wanted to share with you today. So let's close with our affirmations. Say them with me. I am loved. I am wanted and I belong. All right, sisters, if you didn't get a chance to listen to that gratitude med meditation that I dropped last week, let that bless you and work on your list this week and shoot me uh, a DM, send me an email. Let me know, you know, how did that help you? How did that make you feel? You guys, I don't know if you are on my um, text list, but I would love to, to hear, you know, you could just text me even. Let me get this uh, text number up so that you guys can reach out to me and let me know how you felt. It's 312-736-736. 93. I would love to hear from you. Okay, do it one more time. 312-736-7393. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and put it into in the description so you can let me know. I want to hear some feedback. I love hearing how you guys were feeling. It just it just really helps me understand if I'm on track or if I suck or if I need to do better. <laughs> all right. I love you all. Have a productive week.